Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, October 16th. In today's news, Donald Trump's legal bills are mounting. Two U.S. allies just started fighting each other with weapons we gave them, and the Interior Department is setting aside a decades-old ban on development in federally protected wilderness areas. But first, the big idea. President Trump's attacks on Senate Republicans are paying political dividends. Scapegoating the Senate GOP is proving to be an effective political strategy for Donald Trump. Activists and donors on the right are primed to blame congressional Republicans, not him, if there's no sweeping rewrite of the nation's tax laws, just as they did after the failure to repeal Obamacare. Several polls in recent months have shown that the Republican rank and file lay more blame on Congress than the president for inaction in Washington. It turns out that the biggest donors on the right feel the same way, even the ones with close ties to Republicans in Congress. About a hundred of the Koch Network's top donors, including billionaire industrialist David Koch, huddled at the St. Regis Hotel in Midtown Manhattan last Thursday and Friday for strategy sessions and briefings from elected Republicans. I was invited up by the Kochs to cover their retreat and was struck by how little criticism there was of Trump. But the anger directed toward moderate Republicans in the Senate was palpable. The network didn't support Trump during the 2016 campaign, but has strongly supported his agenda this year. Vice President Mike Pence, who has close ties to the Kochs, flew up to talk with them on Friday afternoon, as did several other politicians. It occurred to me that a big reason Senate Republicans are getting the bulk of the blame for problems this year that are often not entirely their fault is that most of them are too afraid to push back against the administration. After Bob Corker last week accused Trump of marching the country toward World War III, not one of his 51 Republican colleagues offered a robust public defense of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee chairman, nor did they criticize Trump. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is also not inclined to aggressively respond when he gets attacked by Trump on Twitter. He sees it as counterproductive to feud with the president, so he shrugs it off. In fact, he's having lunch with Trump today at the White House. Without anyone making the case that he's effective, growing numbers of GOP voters view McConnell unfavorably. The same goes for donors. Perhaps most significantly, many individual Senate Republicans have decided to run against Senate Republicans. That was on display during the Coke retreat, too. Three senators who addressed the donors did not criticize Trump once, but all three gleefully excoriated their GOP colleagues. Talking about overhauling the tax code, David Perdue from Georgia said that 48 of the 52 Republican senators, quote, get it. He said whether a bill passes will come down to three or four holdouts on the Republican side. Tim Scott from South Carolina predicted Republicans will lose the House and Senate if a tax bill doesn't pass. He complained that, quote, hurting cats is easier than keeping our team on the same page. But the strongest criticism of fellow Senate Republicans came from Ted Cruz. While his colleagues singled out a handful of recalcitrant Republicans, the Texas senator suggested that half of his conference is an obstacle. He spoke of a generational divide. He told the donors that around half of the 52 members are young Turks like him, almost all of whom have been elected in the last few years. He said that faction is committed to the cause. He described the other half as the, quote, old bulls. He said they don't want to work that hard and they don't want to change the rules of the Senate to advance conservative priorities. Cruz said, quote, it's the same people we're running into on tax reform and Obamacare. The bottom line from the last couple of days, the Republican civil war is only going to get worse. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, lawyers cost a lot of money. 
The Trump campaign spent more than $1 million on legal bills last quarter amid ongoing Russia investigations. They shelled out hundreds of thousands of dollars to represent staff, including Donald Trump Jr., and to reimburse the Trump Organization for legal fees. In an FEC report filed late last night, the committee's legal consulting expenditures came to $1.1 million between July and September. The bulk of that went to Jones Day. Another $267,000 was paid to attorneys representing the president's eldest son in the Russian investigation. The latest FEC report showed that the campaign spent more on legal bills over the past three months than it did during the first six months of the year combined. Meanwhile, special counsel Bob Mueller continues to move forward. Former White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus was interviewed all day Friday by members of his team. Number two, this is awkward for us. Iraqi forces began an assault to recapture oil fields in a military base near the Kurdish-held city of Kirkuk on Monday, setting the stage for a battle between two United States allies after a Kurdish independence referendum. After a three-day standoff, Iraqi forces advanced into the contested province with the goal of returning to positions they held before 2014 when they fled in the face of an Islamic State push. The flare presents a dilemma for the United States, which has trained and equipped both the advancing Iraqi troops, including elite counterterrorism forces, and the Kurdish Peshmerga on the other side. But the Iraqi side is also backed up by Shiite militia forces close to Iran, at a time when the Trump administration has been vocal about curbing Iranian influence in the region. Iraqi forces said they were under instructions to avoid violence, but Kirkuk residents tell our reporters that gunfire and explosions can be heard in the city all night long. Number three, this one will freak out environmentalists. The Interior Department is pursuing a controversial proposal to build a 12-mile road through a wildlife refuge in Alaska. In doing so, the department would be setting aside a decades-old ban on development in federally protected wilderness areas. The project has long been a priority for Alaska politicians. They say it's a link needed to connect a remote Aleutian island of 925 people with the rest of the state. But the proposal, which entails turning federal land over to a tribal corporation, fits neatly with the Trump administration's broader goal of giving more control to local communities. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, October 16th. You can read much more about the Koch retreat and the GOP civil war in my newsletter at WashingtonPost.com Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.